0: Hey everyone, uh, it's Christina back from the terrible podcast To All to Tumble, and today's episode is all about six steps for spring cleaning your life. So, finally, it seems the winter has actually had its final go here in the UK, and spring is here to stay at long last. And it only took until late May for it to happen. So, um, as a health and fitness professional, I'm constantly preaching the importance of things like exercise, good nutrition, sleep, and stress management to get results. But truthfully, these are just a few components that make up a healthy life. There's so much more to it. And one of the key factors in your overall well-being is the elimination of all things that are toxic to your health. And that is just from food, but most importantly is the negative thoughts that affect your mental health and we've just been, last week was Mental Health Awareness Week here in the UK so this is kind of important, not just for last week but all the time, every every week so this week I am going to tell you uh, a few powerful ways in which you can invite health, abundance and happiness into your life with just a few simple steps. So step number one is your kitchen. Now, once you take a moment to think about what it is that you're actually trying to achieve in terms of your health and fitness, you want to get rid of anything that is misaligned with that goal. So we're doing this first because it will help alleviate temptations or distractions you might have in the house, and second, because it sets you up for long-term success so I invite you when you have a moment to go over to your fridge open it and then open your cupboards and have a look and what do you see in there that isn't supporting your health and fitness goals and what is in there that could actually tempt you to binge get rid of it like just literally throw it in the bin because you know very well that if you just put it in the box and hide it in a random place, and that is not the stuff that comes out of the fridge, uh, but the first time you have a wobbly over anything, something, you will remember exactly where you put that needle in the haystack of your storage area. So no, 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 just those foods need to go. If you don't want to bin it, <clears throat> I can understand that can be, can feel really terrible to do, but you can always donate anything that is still unopened and unused and you can give it to your local food bank so that somebody who's way less fortunate than you can actually have something to eat in hope for a better day. Um, I invite you not to limit this exercise to the food in your cupboard, though. includes your cooking instruments as well. If they can throw you off course so I personally don't have a microwave I hate them so they encourage you to buy crap from the shop that you can shove in a microwave for five minutes and then eat it that's not really good I know it's convenient but it's not good but the other thing is that do you have a deep fat fryer you know that's again it's, it's quick and easy to, to turn it on and just chuck things in the in the fryer uh, and it won't take that long to cook and it's certainly the easiest way of doing it, but is that really what you want? So, it might be time to move that one to the broom cupboard in the most awkward place you can, so, so that is not easy to get to and forget about it. So, do you have a wok? Great! Let's make that one the easiest item to reach in your cupboard, so it will always be easy for you to knock up a quick stir-fry, much healthier than a portion of chips. Step number two is your wardrobe, and I really don't know why we hold on to clothes and accessories for decades. Maybe they have sentimental value, or maybe we think that we are going to wear them again someday. And I tell you, I have, I still have a pair of jeans in my wardrobe that I bought when I was 14. So they are like what, 37 years old. I never wear them. I never fit in them ever again because, because I want And But they're still there, and they're gonna have to go at some point. They're literally ripped everywhere, kept together with patches, but they have sentimental value. I really need to become detached from that, and I'm sure you, if you look, you probably have something similar as well. The truth is that even if we were to lose enough weight to fit into our old size 10 Dolce Gabbana, chances are that those items are now old and outdated, and they probably belong to the bin more than our wardrobe. As much as it pains me to think how much I spent to buy my size 10 Dolce Gabbana's, but really, realistically, unless this, these clothes are a sort of a classic cut that always goes, regardless of what the trends for the year are, they, they're not worth keeping. And I know this is painful, but you have to accept that as you age, your your body doesn't just change size, it also changes shape slightly. And so, even if you were to lose enough weight to fit into your old jeans again, would you really be able to pull off the crop top look? Mm, Maybe not. Um, So, you need to be a bit brutal with this, and if it doesn't fit, or if it looks old and tatty, it doesn't matter how much it cost you 10 years ago, just give it away. There is someone out there who will benefit from your old items of clothing far more than if they spent another ten years in your wardrobe. The same goes for old makeup and cosmetics that have been sitting around and used for years. And while you're at it, you may want to do a quick inventory of your underwear as well. Does it enhance your figure as it is today or does it conspire to make you look average or or even frumpy. Don't underestimate the power of a well-fitting bra and a good pair of knickers. that will help you get curves where you have a slight bump and contain and redirect your abundance in other areas. They really do. So these are just simple changes that nevertheless will help you keep the morale high as you go through your health and fitness journey. And trust me, paying attention to a simple detail like like your underwear can make you feel a lot more empowered than just focusing on your health and fitness. It's a 360 degree kind of thing. The thing is, when you're holding on to all things, it feels really heavy in your life. They take up space and prevent you from experiencing lightness. It can be unnerving, but it really pays off to be ruthless when deciding what to keep and what to get rid of. Step number three is your digital space. This is a so tedious, is such tedious work, but again it will pay off dividends in the long run. Take a look at your inbox. How many emails for two or three years ago have you kept in your inbox? And how often do you go back to read them? Chances are never, so delete them. Why keep them? You pay for the storage. What about on messages on your social media channels? if those conversations are done you can delete them and the same goes for the apps on your phone how many of them do you actually use on a regular basis or how many do you use on a regular basis so get rid of those that you never touch, or you hardly ever touch chances are you won't miss them and how many old files are lying around your Google Drive or your Dropbox and how many duplicates do you have of the same photo really start fresh Storing things in the cloud costs money, so if you haven't accessed those files in some time, chances are you never will. So delete them. You won't miss them and your laptop will thank you for it. Certainly if you have an SSD drive like I do, that keeps reminding me that it's 75% full. So finally, stop engaging with any form of media from the news to online articles that are inherently negative or pushing any time of fear. That's all part of your digital space and don't let that crap get into your head because, again, it makes you miserable and it prevents you from experiencing lightness. Step number four is your relationships. And this can be very, very tricky. We all have people in our lives who don't make us feel joyful those people who bring such negative energy to our lives or even people that we just compare ourselves to that unintentionally make us feel less than. And often there are people very close to us. Let's talk about those who are more like acquaintances first, but the same concept applies to those that are closest to us. Who are those negative people in your social media feeds? unfollow them. Who do you follow that you compare yourself to and end up feeling worse about yourself every time you see them in the newsfeed? Unfollow them. They won't know it. They won't even know that you've done that but I promise you that spending time on social media will be a much happier experience when you do this. And you often see people announcing that they're cleaning their friends list and if you see this message you are one of the blessed ones Don't fuck off, just unfollow them. The next step is to do this with people whom you spend time with. Now, willingly, or because of circumstances in real life. So I'm sure we've all come across those people who never have anything kind to say about anyone. And who always point the conversation to some version of them being better than you. And you being the village idiot, or the equivalent of that. And how do you feel after you have engaged with them? Not great, I bet. I know it's difficult, but really, for your own sake, you need to find ways of distancing yourself from them. Your happiness and self-esteem will soar instantly, and it's gonna be like magic. I promise you this. Um, And when there's the gossips, why not committing to seize any type of gossip that you participate you participate in if if you do and and do so immediately just make a promise to yourself that you will not engage in gossip from now on gossip is one of the most toxic behavior that ma- many humans are actually prone toward so commit today right now that you are no longer or will not be the kind of person that gossips If you wouldn't say to somebody else somebody's face don't say it at all don't talk behind the backs it's difficult because we all do it naturally but with a little bit of effort you will notice the difference when you reduce your own toxic behavior you're inviting clean and light energy and better people into your life but what if those toxic people are your family and therefore distancing isn't a possibility. You will have to toughen up and take a different approach. Talk to them openly about what it is that doesn't work for you in the way they relate to you. If you do so from a place of love and kindness, they might be more open to having a discussion and agreeing to a new and different code of behavior when you're around each other. This way, you won't feel drained every time you interact with them but will experience joy instead. And again, it's all for your own good. Now, step number five, your body. Now, the human body is a miraculous machine. Day after day, it sustains life, it can create life, protects itself from illnesses and diseases, and give us the energy and drive to create a life by design. And we, instead of treating it kindly, often go to great lengths to sabotage in subtle and not so subtle ways. So, step number one was all about the kitchen and that's when we discussed what to do in terms of getting rid of foods that don't serve your health and fitness goals. Now, we're going to look at what you can add to your diet that will help you experience more lightness and well-being. The thing is, when you work long hours for long periods of time, you're inadvertently placing your body under a lot of stress. I know sometimes it cannot be avoided, but just by becoming aware of it, you can take corrective action when needed. So this, being under stress over long periods of time, tends to weaken your immune system, leaving you open to the attack of the many seasonal viruses. As the immune system is intrinsically linked to the health of your gut, I like to start there when addressing the nutritional habits of my clients. And... For those who need it, my number one recommendation for this is use probi- using probiotics. Now, probiotics will help you keep your digestive tract in tip-top condition as you go about your health and fitness journey. When the digestive system is overworked, you won't be able to extract the nutrients from the food and drinks efficiently. This could result in varying degrees of malnutrition and a metabolism that is out of balance. Our intestines are populated by both good and bad bacteria. According to medical wisdom, the ideal ratio between good and bad bacteria is 9 to 1. However, most of us fall short of this. And why is that? It's because the foods that we eat have a significant impact on the bacteria population in our intestine, for good or bad. Smart choices ensure that you nurture the good bacteria in your gut but when we make bad choices at the table will have a negative effect on our health and well-being so for example if you suffer from an intolerance to something like gluten should you choose to eat it anyway it could result in your intestinal tract becoming damaged and this in turn will result in bloating joint pain, bleeding gums and so on, there is a whole list of unpleasant things that happen to you, or can happen to you rather. Also, be aware that taking antibiotics when you're ill will kill off a large proportion of the good guys in your intestine. So if you've been ill and your doctor has prescribed you a course of antibiotics, after, when you finish the course of antibiotics, go and get some probiotics straight away to readdress the balance and repopulate your intestine with the good guys. You have many options to choose from. You can buy probiotics in store. They're, 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 you can find them in tablets, in sachets, or like uh, yogurt kind of things. But the best ones are those that you can make yourself at home. And you can do so inexpensively, like with milk kefir and kombucha. Uh, you pair these two, either of them or both, with a healthy diet and they will change the way you feel in ways you can barely imagine. Now step number six is your mind and soul. Um, Finally, there are a few steps that you can also take to nurture your mind and soul, because ultimately this is how you experience true happiness. And A good place to start is by keeping a journal about your life. If this is an area that you perhaps struggle with, just keep a journal and write every day or every other day, whichever frequency works for you. Just write in, Ask, you, ask answer this simple question. So what is going well for you? And write it all down. What is not working? Again, write it all down. Rank different areas of your life from 1 to 10. So you want things like happiness, health, fitness, family, romantic relationships, career, finances, spiritual growth, and then look at those areas of your life that you rank the lowest and address them by creating action steps to improve them so that they eventually all rank at number one or thereabouts. it probably is a good idea rather than ranking all of them in one go just choose perhaps one or two areas in which you're not particularly happy and and, and literally start working on those now also ask yourself how are you spending your time are you doing things that support your health and fitness goals or are you just wasting time, I don't know, watching too much TV perhaps again indulging in gossips Wandering aimlessly through life. Just ask yourself, how are you spending your time? And take action. Are you constantly, relentlessly moving towards your goals? And that, to do that, you don't have to take big steps every day as long as you take a step every single day, even if it's tiny, but it's relentless, it's constant. Consistency is the only thing that will help you achieve your goals? And if not, what is one thing that you can commit to changing today that will correct this? Just think of it one thing. So use your journal to get all these thoughts out of your head and onto paper because that way they have a physical form and then you can start working on them. So maybe some of the things that come up for you, you need to swap watching TV with reading a book so you can learn something. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you've done too much learning, you're suffering from information paralysis. And the best thing for you to do would be to swap reading more books or watching more webinars with watching TV. So you can park your brain cells, let your brain process all the information you just... Acquired the new information, you all the new things you learned, and then you can start learning again. Or perhaps you can listen to a podcast instead of music when you drive, if you need to catch up on your learning or if you want to catch up with, with that kind of thing. So it's all about identifying areas of desired personal growth. And what habits can you commit to incorporating daily or multiple times per week into your life? There are no right or wrong answers when it comes to cleansing your mind and soul. Because there is no such thing. More than anything, it's all about realigning your energy, efforts, habits and where you're spending your time to places that are in better service to the life and happiness that you want to create. And now it's over to you. Let me know how you get on and pop in to the Facebook group. There will be a link in the description for this episode and you can always send me a message. You know where to find me on social media. I am at too old to tumble on most social media channels. But if you have any ideas or any comments, if I missed something out. Pop into the Facebook group. You can find it again, to all the time Facebook group. And let me know. Ask me questions. And let's get the conversation going. And this is all from me for today. And I'll speak to you again very soon.